Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Backwoods Radio Show. We've got a fun little show planned out for you today that I think you... Knock it off! I'm trying to record the intro here! Sorry about that. That was one of my interns. As you can probably guess, I tend to have a loyalty problem when it comes to my slaves. And then one day when I was shoving one of them into their dog crate, something clicked. You know how they say the dog is man's best friend? Well, that's the kind of loyalty I want in my interns. And I started brainstorming ways to make my interns more dog-like. So, I cut off some of my intern's limbs and sewed dog legs onto the stumps to try and create some sort of dog-man hybrid. But the limbs just weren't taken, so I injected the test subjects with some of the radioactive goo from the plasma pool in the hopes that it might help bond things together better. (sighs) But now, I'm just stuck with a bunch of abominations that are basically big mounds of gyrating, shape-shifting flesh constantly mutating back and forth between man and dog. I thought I told you to shut up! Alright folks, I gotta take care of this. I'm Squatch Ronson, and you're listening to the Backwoods Radio Show. We got cannibal children and mandators, razor blade candy and human skin traders. So please come on down and be the lucky ball bearer for discarded guts from bloody Wendigo terrors right here. Mama would like to remind all of you to remove the limbs of your victims prior to disposing of their bodies. Whether you're hauling your kills on down to the tar pits or Millie's fire pit, arms and legs should always be hacked off and set aside prior to disposal. Once you have the limbs properly removed, you can bring them on down to Mama's Manor or give Bagman a call and he'll swing by and pick them up for you. In exchange for the limbs, Bagman will even throw you a couple of bones. Human bones, of course. We don't use that outdated paper crap as currency in these parts. The demand for arms has been growing as of late after a string of fishy attacks have plagued Dog Snout County in recent weeks. Pun intended. As you may recall, a few weeks back, a group of kids from Hank's Child Farm managed to get into a bucket of biohazard material left behind after the outbreak of Innsmouth flu last year. After ingesting the gook, the kids ended up sprouting a gangle of tentacles from their backs. At first, it didn't seem like a huge deal, given the fact that residents here in town tend to have odd mutations like extra appendages and whatnot. But, as you're well aware, the rabid feral kids from Hank's Child Farm are not your average resident. 
While they do excel at child labor, they are known to be brutal, vicious little hellions that will disembowel your grandmother and feast on her innards without batting an eye. So, naturally, adding tentacles with otherworldly strength into the mix only adds insult to injury. The children were wrangled up and brought back down to Hank's child farm where they were locked in their cages. But as the days passed, the children continued to mutate, becoming much less human as their octopi-like DNA took hold. Now, you may not know this, but the octopus is an extraordinarily intelligent creature and has even been known to display exquisite puzzle-solving skills. And because of their newfound cephalopod DNA, the children appear to have inherited not just tentacles, but that trademark ability of puzzle-solving as well. The kids, who have become known around town as the Kilimaris, use their newly acquired cognitive abilities to break free from their cages, and worse yet, even manage to disarm the Claymore mines that Hank placed around the containment center. Since then, the Kilimaris have been prowling the streets come nightfall, capturing unsuspecting residents in their suction-cupped appendages and squeezing them until their heads pop off before the gang gathers round and drains their kill of its blood. To make matters worse, the Kilimaris also appear to have acquired another unique ability commonly associated with cephalopods, camouflage. This basically renders them invisible, which only makes them even more deadly as they are able to sneak up on their victims totally unnoticed. And here's where the demand for human limbs come in. You see, it appears that making freestanding effigies out of severed arms and legs tends to scare the children off. While we're not quite sure exactly why that is, some are speculating that the effigies serve as a reminder to them, a reminder of what they used to be weak little humans with inferior mammalian limbs. While this may not be the most ideal way of addressing the problem, it certainly is serving as a good deterrent until we come up with a better solution. But even if we do find a better, more permanent fix, I'm gonna come out and say that we should not dismantle the structures. I think the bloody effigies really spice up the town. In my humble opinion, they truly embody the spirit of Dog Snout County. In related news, Turtle Dick Bog, which serves as a prime location for summertime activities, will remain closed to human residents until further notice. This comes after the migration of the Kilimaris from downtown to the Creaky Trees Forest. While it is certainly a good thing that the effigies seem to be pushing the Kilimaris back towards the outskirts of town, thus keeping the residents on the main drag safe, the danger has simply shifted to the Creaky Trees Forest, and I'm sorry to report that the Kilimaris have commandeered Turtle Dick Bog and have turned it into their new stomping ground. The tentacled terrors gathered up barrels of biohazard gook and dumped their contents into the bog, transforming the once tranquil wetland into a radioactive ocean of doom. The Kilimaris have since rebranded the location, changing the name to the Surf Swamp, and have begun inviting other humanoid fish mutants to the locale to engage in an endless summertime beach party, complete with concerts, volleyhead, uh, which is basically volleyball, but use a severed human head instead of a ball, and I also hear that they're even holding a sandcastle contest today. Though, given the fact that there is no sand at the surf swamp, 
They have turned to mixing human blood with dirt to get the right consistency. Life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And when life gives you dirt, you slit a tourist's throat, mix their blood in with that dirt, and make a sandcastle. I'm sure by the way I'm describing it, it all sounds like good clean fun. But for your safety, Mayor Mama and Sheriff Bo have asked that you please resist your summertime urges and steer clear of the bog until we are able to relocate the Kilimaris. I know this may come as a huge disappointment to some, but there is a silver lining to this whole ordeal. As it would seem, the Kilimaris appear to show no signs of hostility towards other water-dwelling creatures. So, while human residents are forbidden from entering the surf swamp as of right now, the hotspot will remain open to mutants, specifically those of the aquatic nature. And speaking of mutants of the aquatic nature, let's head over to everyone's favorite half-man, half-alligator weather mutant, Gator Gary, with the forecast. We're looking at sunny skies right now with a high for today of 78 and a low for tonight of 72. It's shaping up to be a very beautiful week here in Dogsnow County with no signs of rain in the coming days. But while there may not be any raindrops falling from the clouds, the skies harbor something far deadlier to rain on your parade. As you've probably heard, there has been a recent influx of Asian murder hornets here in America, and Dogsnow County seems to be getting the brunt of it. Many residents in town have been left wondering if the appearance of the murder hornets that have made their way here from Japan have something to do with the humanoid locust person Krimtar the Wise. For those of you that don't know, Krimtar belongs to a race of subterranean humanoid locust people known as the Swarm. Earlier this season, Squatch hired Krimtar to be our new traffic correspondent. But after seeing that it's common practice for drivers to inadvertently decimate insects with the windshields of their cars, Krimtar revolted, vowing to unleash unholy hell upon Dogsnow County. Krimtar has been AWOL for months now, and most of us assumed that he had simply parted ways with Dogsnow County and went off to do, uh... Whatever it is that a subterranean humanoid locust person does. But since the arrival of the Asian murder hornets, many are speculating that Krimtar may still be planning some sort of onslaught on Dogsnow County. We have seen before that Krimtar has the ability to summon insects from around the world by using his vocal cords to emit an ear-shattering sound that the locust folk call a screech of bereavement, which only adds to the legitimacy of this theory that Krimtar is behind the murder hornets. While it has yet to be confirmed, it could explain how and why these giant hornets that usually dwell in Japan have decided to suddenly make their way to America. So friends, if you are going to engage in summertime activities, 
just be sure to bring your EpiPens with you. And if you can't afford an EpiPen, at least pack your picnic basket with a gun and some ammunition before leaving the house. While firearms will do you no good when it comes to murder hornets, it will allow you to murder your loved ones and kill yourself so that none of you have to endure the agonizing death of being stung repeatedly by giant killer hornets. Thanks, Gary. Now we gotta take a little break here, folks. The sun is starting to go down, and I haven't erected a human limb effigy outside the studio just yet. Yes, you did, Squatch. Remember? You erected one yesterday, but then you got hungry in the middle of the night and ended up eating all of the limbs off of it. I, I think you're mistaken, Gary. No, I remember because you said you were worried that it was going to affect your weigh-in at Weight Watchers this week. Wait, Weight Watchers? I, I don't go... Now, where'd you get such a silly idea like that, Gary? Yeah, remember you told me to hold you accountable because you're already 64 pounds over your goal weight and that... Drop it, Gary. Oh, sorry, boss. Uh, I didn't mean to... I said drop it. What I do in Weight Watchers is between me and Oprah Winfrey, and I don't need you opening that big reptilian mouth of yours and telling the whole audience about my eating disorders. Oh, knock it off with your crocodile tears. They're not crocodile tears. They're alligator tears. <laughs> Gary, I... I'm... I'm sorry! Get... You know, for a giant mutant alligator, man, he sure is mighty sensitive. <sighs> Anyways, folks, I, I gotta go make me one of them effigies. But in order to do that, I'll need some arms. And some legs. Now, lucky for me, there's a whole bunch of interns in my basement with perfectly good arms and legs just ripe for the picking. Most of them, at least. Some of them I've already amputated. You see, I wrangled most of these interns up from a tour bus full of diabetics, and since I only feed them sugar cubes, well, most of their feet succumbed to the beatus, and I had to hack them off. Some of them I, I just hacked off for the fun of it, but I did make good use of those limbs for arts and crafts and whatnot. You know me, I don't like to be wasteful. Anyways, while I see to this, I've got a little tune queued up for you. But this is a special one, so before I play it, let me give you some background on the artists behind it. This song actually comes from a brand new musical group from right here in Dogsnout County. Now from my understanding, the Kilimaris have formed a new band and have been performing down at the Surf Swamp. And they even got the world famous Cool Thulu to sing for them. Well, Maybe not world famous, but dog's not famous for sure. If you haven't had the pleasure of seeing Cool Thulu perform live, you gotta get yourself down to the surf swamp soon as the restrictions lift. Or as soon as you grow some fins or tentacles. Cool Thulu first rose to popularity a year ago after the outbreak of the Innsmouth flu we had last summer. 
The disease caused many residents in town to sprout tentacles from their mouths and most of them ended up leaving Dog Snout County for the Pacific Ocean, where they planted roots in the lost city of Rillier to worship the almighty elder god Cthulhu. Not to be confused with Cool Thulu, the two are very different individuals. You see, Cool Thulu used to be just an average Joe who played guitar back when he was a human named, well, Joe, oddly enough, though he never found much success. He just made do joining in on jam sessions with some of the local garage bands in town and what have you. But after sprouting tentacles from his throat, he found that he could use those tentacles to really shred on the guitar like you've never seen. And not just that, but the mutation in his throat seemed to gift him with some golden pipes allowing him to belt out a tune like it was nobody's business. Given his profound resemblance to the ocean-dwelling Lovecraftian elder god, Joe took on the new moniker of Cthulhu, and has since become a huge draw for music lovers here in Dogsnout County. I gotta say, I'm happy to hear that despite his success, he's managed to remain humble enough to collaborate with some local, mutated octopus kids. And not just that, but I hear tell that our very own Gator Gary has a little cameo in the song as well. Apparently, he was hanging out down at the surf swamp, and they invited him up on stage. And I'm surely looking forward to hearing it. I just wish Gary hadn't run off so I could listen to it with him. <sighs> Anyways, without further ado, this is Surf Swamp Death Stomp by Cool Thulu and the Kilimaris. <laughs> Thank you. 
don't fret, kid. I'll make it nice and quick. All right, look, I'll throw you a bone. You've been one of my most well-behaved interns. Never tried to kill me, never tried to escape. So I'll tell you what, I'll let you keep your legs and one of your arms. Look, kid, this is the best deal you're going to get. Take it or leave it. Okay, 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 okay. All right, then. So which hand do you spank your monkey with? What? You know what I'm getting at. The five-finger shuffle, shaking hands with Mr. Winky, tugging the slug, burping the worm, making the bald man cry. Masturbation, kid. No need to play coy with me. Your cage is plastered with the stuff. Practically glued it shut with your spunk. So... I'll ask again, which hand you use to spank your monkey? My left. Then right it is. Can, can I at least have a belt or something to stop the bleeding? Why on earth would I do a thing like that? The more you bleed, the bigger the batch of blood soup I can make later on. That's the art of frugality, kid. Now go on, get, before I change my mind and take the other arm. Then you'd have to learn to wrestle your eel with your feet. <sighs> Another arm for the limb pile. I think that should just about do it for the effigy. Oh, shoot. I was so preoccupied cutting off the intern's arms, I, I almost forgot to do the traffic report. Why don't we get to that before we close out the show? The only road in our one-road town is currently all backed up as the Kilimaris have halted the traffic and have started ripping off the car doors of commuters and draining them of their blood. It appears that there was a shortage of limb donations today and Bagman was unable to erect any effigies on Main Street. The Kilimaris are taking advantage of the situation and are using it as an opportunity to feast as much as possible before new effigies are erected. As of right now, the Kilimaris are making their way down the road, slaughtering countless dog snout residents, and they appear to be heading right for the radio station. But lucky for me, I've already erected my human limb effigy. Wait a sec. If I already erected the human limb effigy, then what are all these human limbs still doing on my desk? Shit! Oh, shoot, they're coming. Those nails. The nails! This is what they call poetic justice. All right, you slimy little twerps. Have at it. 
I hope you brought a big appetite with you. Come on, do your worst. This one be, he's a friend. <laughs> okay, okay now. Yeah, uh, sure, of, of course I'll come and jam with you guys down at the swamp as soon as we wrap up the show. No, I can't. I I have to help Squatch clean up the studio when we're done. No, of, of course not. I would never lie to you guys, you know that. Oh, I love you little guys too. Now go on, head over to the surf swamp and, and, and I'll meet up with you guys later. Whew, that was close. Thanks, Gary. Oh, don't mention it, Squatch. No. Really, Gary. Thank you. And I'm... I'm sorry I yelled at you earlier for telling the audience that I'm in Weight Watchers. It's okay, Squatch. Don't, don't worry about it. No, it's not okay, Gary. You've saved my ass countless times and... You don't deserve to be snapped at like that. If it weren't for you, shoot, I'd be dead right now. So, thank you. Uh, it's, it's really not a big deal, Squatch. I, I didn't really do anything. Even if I wasn't here, you'd probably still be alive. I mean, there'd be way too much for them to eat. You are 64 pounds over your goal weight, after all. <laughs> all right, all right, smartass. <laughs> Eating you would be like trying to eat everything in an all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> all right, I got it. If I wanted to be roasted, I'd have Barbara Dr. Waylon Walker make a clone out of me and put that clone on a spit over a fire. <sighs> you know what, Gary? Why don't you clock out early today? Go on and jam down at the surf swamp. You've earned it, buddy. Really? Well, thanks, Squatch, but how did you know that I'd been jamming with them? I heard your sweet, sultry voice on that track, you silly goose. You really killed it, bud. Oh, shucks. It's not a big deal. It, it was just a little cameo. Just a little ca- Gary, there's a whole bit in the song just about you. Shoot, you make the whole damn tune. Well, shucks, Squatch. You're making the human side of my face blush. No need to be humble around me, Gary. I've heard the way you sing. Ain't no denying you've got talent, brother. So why don't you go on down to the surf swamp and put that voice to good use? Are you sure? Uh, I really appreciate that, Squatch. That, that would be swell. Thank you. No, Gary. Thank you. Now get out of here. You got a bunch of octopus children waiting for you. Go. Have fun. That's an order. You got it, boss. Oh, and Gary? Yeah? One day, 
that voice of yours is going to make you famous. And when that day comes, I just hope you won't be too good to keep reading the weather for Squatch Ronson. Never in a million years, Squatch. <sighs> well, friends, that should just about do it for today's doozy of a show. I've been Squatch Ronson, and you've been one heck of an audience. But before I sign off for the day, here's a bit of advice. Love yourself. Don't let any of your skinny little vegan friends body shame you. Just cause you're morbidly obese don't mean you ain't worth it. There just might come a day when you and your friends get attacked by a group of bloodthirsty cannibalistic octopus children. And when that day comes, the joke will be on the skinnies, cause they'll be the first to go. And you'll still be laying there, staring at their partially devoured faces, looking into their eyes, if they have any left, laughing victoriously as you're slowly eaten alive. Backwoods Radio Show is produced by me, Michael LaRusso, with special help this week from John Simmons, who wrote and performed Surf Swamp Death Stomp. If you like the podcast, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to share it with your friends who also have a fucked up sense of humor. As always, thanks for listening. Baby, where are you?